This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ah, fabulous, fabulous. I loved watching all those freaks cry all weekend long. Uh, I really did enjoy it, actually. Probably too much. I know, I know. Got to have compassion, and I do have compassion, but uh, not when they start hassling our cops. Why would you bother a cop in Los Angeles, California, where they're going to have abortion for the next 1,000 years? They encourage you to do it. They want you to do it. They'll pay you to do it. They want all that stuff. It's not even it's there's no chance, no remote, theoretical, hypothetical that it's ever going to go away. Yet they're pushing around the cops, these radical Antifa types uh, in Los Angeles, California. What do the cops have to do with it? Nothing. Leave them alone. Um, same here in New York. I saw a bunch of people mouthing off to cops and taken to the streets, taken to the streets for the 50th uh, Pride Parade in Manhattan since uh the month began 50th, 500th, enough already, okay? We get it. You're gay. Fine. Nobody cares anymore. Knock yourself out. Whatever. I, I watched the Today Show today. Jenna Bush. You know who she is? She's the daughter of George W. Bush. And she's like, oh, yeah, pride. Uh, number one, she has no business anchoring a, a TV show. None. Uh, why is she there? She's there because she's Je- George W. Bush's daughter. Oh, wait a second, Greg. Your dad's kind of important, too. He got you. No, he didn't. All right. First of all, my dad didn't become um, a big shot until I was all the way out of school, uh, slugging it out in the Marine Corps. I remember when he became police commissioner. I was um, I was sitting in a where the hell was I in a Quonset hut in Mississippi. Great. Uh, That's fantastic. Wow. Uh, Okay, I'll be here in Mississippi if you need me. Uh, I was in the Marine Corps at the time, and I stayed in the Marine Corps. And then I uh, then I got out of the Marines. I wanted to be a reporter, and I uh, uh, sent resumes, a hundred resumes out. Remember it, one hundred and three resumes all over the country. I got two callbacks, one in uh, Mont- Alabama, and the other one in Binghamton, New York. And uh, they hired me, the Binghamton, New York people. I went up there for an interview, got my big job. Uh, they made me the morning anchor. And a reporter for the Nightside News. I absolutely loved it. You know, hey, first job in Anchorman. Yeah, my co-anchor was a college sophomore. Yes, Angela Jensen. I still remember her. We didn't exactly click as a morning team, but that's okay. Good girl. And um, who else do I have? Anyway, look, Jenna should not be doing that. Now, uh, what she did this morning, though, is so uh, typical of what, the elites do. They just figure out what's popular and go along with it. They just, okay, yeah, all right, gay is in right now. Well, it, fine. I mean, I, 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 it was too much. It is too much. I don't want to talk about your sexuality or my sexuality all day long. Do you? Aren't there more important things to talk about? Aren't there more important things going on? Interesting, though, abortion, Roe v. Wade, overturned. 
You never thought that would happen. And it happened. And I don't think people really care. I know that sounds crazy. All right. Everyone says, oh, the, 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 the Democrats are, are uh, galvanized and riled up. And November 2022 could, uh, this is a game changer. I don't believe it, actually. Uh, I'm walking around New York. I'm listening to conversations. I do that a lot. I, 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 I eavesdrop and not in a creepy way, just in a, you know, like, what are people talking about? What's in the air? Nobody, but nobody is talking about abortion. They really aren't. Roe v. Wade, number one, it's not going to change here in uh, liberal New York. Remember the justices didn't say you can't get an abortion. It said the the state should determine it. The people's representatives should figure out whether they want it or not. Well, in New York, regrettably, in my opinion, they want it. It ain't going anywhere. And also, you know, people have kind of figured out how not to get pregnant. They have. They they just know in 1973, it was a lot harder to not get pregnant. Birth control was considered like, you know, edgy and kind of like avant-garde and, ooh, birth control. I don't know about that. It was now it's uh, again, it's kind of ubiquitous, whether it's the pill, whether it's um, uh, what other techniques? Uh, well, condoms, quits, well, condoms have their obvious limitations and but. People just don't get pregnant by accident like they used to. Am I right? I look at two dudes. They're both nodding their heads. I mean, (laughs) ladies, am I right? I think I'm right. I think I'm onto something. And, you know, then we talk about, well, rape and incest. What about rape and incest? Do you realize how incredibly rare that is to go right to that corner of the conversation? I don't think that's, uh, uh uh-oh, uh-oh. All right. Uh, uh, is her shift done or is she offended? <laughs> just somebody just stormed out of the studio. Seriously, what was that all about? Why, why'd she grab her purse and run out of the studio? Is everything okay? Uh, how do you know? She's going to a different area? Uh, well, all right. That seemed very sudden and abrupt. And everybody knows uh, their shift change takes place at one eleven p.m., on the dot. She grabs her purse and runs out of the room. The one girl over there. Well, look, I know people can have different different opinions on this, and a lot of people do. But you know, and I know, that you know, that I know, that people don't get, this is not, this is not a birth control method. It's not, oh, yeah. All right, I'll leave that alone for now. People aren't talking about it, therefore I'm not going to talk about it. I mean, I think that people are kind of, We've grown up a little bit. Hey, do we have any of the Trump rally? you got to see the Trump rally. He was fantastic. He spoke on um, uh, Saturday night in Menden, Illinois, and uh, he was just – he was great. He was on fire. He was funny. He looks like he's getting younger. The energy is off the charts. Here he is. Cut 50 on the Roe v. Wade thing. Cut 50. The court handed down a victory for the Constitution. A victory for the rule of law, and above all, a victory for life. This breakthrough is the answer to the prayers of millions and millions of people. All right. Sounds like we cut him off mid-sentence there, but that's okay. Um, Let's see. What else did he do? Uh, Cut 51. Here he is on guns. We also had a great victory in the United States Supreme Court for supporters of a thing called the Second Amendment. I told you when I started my campaign that I will protect the Second Amendment 
and nobody has protected it like me. And I especially want to commend the justices for standing strong in the face of outrageous threats and even violence. It's true. Outrageous threats and violence. You know, I heard all about that. What was that crybaby in Georgia, Gabe Sterling, and the guy he works with, Raffensperger? And they were like, well, two years ago, I got a nasty letter in the mail. Well, right now, they're plotting to kill judge justices. They are plotting to kill justices. And finally, finally, the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI, I think I had something to do with this, by the way, because I was tweeting like a lunatic on Friday night. I was so sick of hearing about the threats against election officials back in 2020 no one, and all that phony junk about white supremacy. And meanwhile, we've got nut jobs right outside of Amy Coney Barrett's house, Justice Thomas's house, um, Judge Kavanaugh's house, right then and there. I would call that potentially, what do they like to say, a clear and present danger. A clear and present danger. Absolutely. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it was. And um, so I was getting really steamed about this. And this Twitter of mine is turning into quite the weapon. All right. A weapon for good. But I can get things done just by shooting off my mouth on the computer. And let's see here. What did I do? This was uh, Friday night. I get home and I'm like, are they serious? Are we going to keep pretending that it's white supremacy? Huh? So at uh, Friday night, I say the following. Tonight, I am demanding that the FBI and DHS stop pretending that white supremacy is some grave threat. Federal law enforcement must recognize the obvious. It's radical pro-abortion nutjobs that are openly threatening and committing violence. Thank you. All right. Pretty obvious, pretty straightforward. Oh, oh, Greg, are you sure you want to say that? Uh, It sounds awfully political. Really? It sounds awfully true. It sounds like the truth, doesn't it? Some people, as we know, can't handle the truth. And um, let's see here. Just a little while after that, just a little while after that, it is announced that we expect from the Department of Homeland Security, we expect violence could occur for weeks following the release, particularly as DVEs may be mobilized to respond to changes in state and ballot measures on abortion stemming from the decision. What's a DVE? Domestic violent extremists. Oh, thank you. Domestic violent extremists, DVEs. Can't we just call them? We don't want to, why do they have to come up with some sort of cute acronym or abbreviation for everything? Domestic violent extremists, DVEs. We base this assessment on an observed increase in violent incidents across the United States following the unauthorized disclosure in May of a draft majority opinion in the case. Federal and state officials, including judges and facilities, probably are most at risk for violence in response to the decision. In late May, a network of loosely affiliated suspected violent extremists known as Jane's Revenge. You know, where the hell were you guys in May? The Department of Homeland Security, right? We'll do it not until we absolutely have to. Not until we're actually sure that it's not going to bother Joe Biden. Jane's Revenge. I've been talking about these guys reporting on them, and they're encouraging a night of rage. So they put out an official official statement on this. Uh, Jane's Revenge, and they want to take down pro-life facilities all over the place. But here's the thing, again. I don't think this is as big as they thought it was going to be. 
I hear, I saw some polls that say this is the new issue. This is the hot button issue. And that's what Democrats want. That's what Joe Biden wants. By the way, Joe is over in Germany embarrassing himself once again. I mean, there are, there are people who are 90 years old, 100 years old who have more vitality than Joe Biden. It doesn't mean because you're 79, you can't be president or you can't be a public official, but not this guy. As O'Reilly said, he's an old 79. He's old just can't carry it off very well and it's showing it's embarrassing there's absolutely no way there's no way he can um run for re-election i don't think he's going to make it through this term do you um what else is going on eric adams is on the front page of the new york post why why because he is shocked shocked he said it out loud i can't believe how bad this city is really what how's that for a a keen observer. He did not know until he goes for a subway ride with about 15 reporters and a security entourage. And just in case anybody would forget or not notice, he's got a mayor hat. He's got mayor on his jacket, on the front, on the back. I think he's got mayor on his sneakers. He's the mayor, all right. Gosh, what a what an egomaniac. He is so into himself. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about me. He doesn't care about the city. He just cares about having a good time. He's in love with himself. He is a narcissist. And it's so clear. We got a big problem with this party, boy. Talk about guys who are not going to make it. Something tells me he's not going to make it. I don't think he's going to make it. I think the law, I think the sheriff, I think that phony baloney story of his uh accountant forgetting that he had certain properties forgot about his condo in brooklyn forgot about all that stuff did not realize he was in new jersey it's all going to catch up to him give me a moment i'll be right back this episode is brought to you by shopify do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real pos you need shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You know, Joe Biden goes around bragging what a good Catholic he is, bragging that he knows the Pope. He doesn't know the Pope. He goes over there and talks to the Pope. He talks at the Pope. Anybody see that? He went over there and uh, just told him one weird anecdote and joke after the next, talking at the Pope. He's the one guy you'd think that you might shut up and listen, see what he has to say about you and your uh, totally, I guess, incongruent stance with anything the Catholic Church teaches about life. You're so ardently pro-abortion. You know, there's a reason why he never talks about faith other than bragging about the Pope, talking about Bo Biden, all that stuff. This is not – I'm sorry. I, I, I pray for his soul, actually. I do. I do. I will, actually. Have I? I don't know if I have. But this is a lost man. This is a man consumed by the world, consumed by possessions and status and power and money and property. He's not a man of um, – He's not a man of faith. He doesn't seem that way to me. Who knows what's really going on in his head, but that's what, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable saying that. 
And he certainly isn't leading now. He's back to doing what he does best, blaming Trump and complaining. Cut 38. Cut 38. Joe Biden reacting to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Today is a, uh, it's not hyperbole to suggest, a very solemn moment. Today, the Supreme Court of the United States expressly took away a constitutional right from the American people. It's a sad day for the court and for the country. Now, with Roe gone, let's be very clear. The health and life of women in this nation are now at risk. It was three justices named by one president, Donald Trump, who were the core of today's decision to upend the scales of justice and eliminate a fundamental right for women in this country. The court has done what it has never done before, expressly take away a constitutional right that is so fundamental to so many Americans that had already been recognized. Yeah, no, no wonder why this guy, it's obvious he almost failed out of law school. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I know more about the 14th Amendment than this guy does. He is, and there he is, railing about Trump. You know, how un- unpresidential that is. How unpresidential, really. He was supposed to restore normalcy. Look it up. You can't see Obama railing on Bush you know, they'll say the previous administration, they'll couch it, that kind of thing. But it, Donald Trump, it was all Trump. Wouldn't it be amazing? And I think this is going to happen, actually. Well, eh, shoot. He, he he already got one Supreme Court nominee onto the court, Ketanji Brown-Jackson. Are there any other retiree, retiring uh, justices? No, that may not happen for 20 years. They're all in their 50s or 60s. It's going to be a long time. Donald Trump got three, three cracks at that. And he did not, oh man, not only did he not blow it, he just totally nailed it. Totally nailed it. Oh, here we go, the fake news, um, crying hysterically about uh, about what happened. Oh, first, Nancy Pelosi is just as deranged as a... Hey, did you see Nancy give the brush to that kid? Did you see Nancy Pelosi give the brush? I wish you guys could see it. Go to my Twitter, at Greg Kelly USA. All you can see, you, there's no audio, it, but she is posing with... The new congresswoman, uh, Myra Flores, who got sworn in over the weekend. And it's an amazing woman. Do you have that there? Just so we can hear the ambiance, if you will. Um, Myra Flores is with her husband and her two beautiful children. Now, Myra was born in Mexico. She's of Mexican descent. And uh, you can kind of tell by looking at her. Yeah, she's ethnically Mexican um, in appearance. And so are her beautiful children. They look like they're eight, nine. Nancy Pelosi. In her $10,000 custom-made designer suit by, I don't know who the hell she's wearing, Jill St. John or something like that. I mean, it's very expensive. What she's, She looks at one of these kids who's wearing a little sweet, beautiful white dress, kind of like you might wear on your communion or something like that. And I guess Nancy thought the kid was too close to her. And the kid was not. The kid was just standing there. Nancy pushes that little beautiful child away with her elbow. She is a snob and a bully. It is breathtakingly arrogant what she did. And to a child, the kid is, you know, and now I've got all kinds of video of, uh, of, of Nancy hugging and kissing the, video, the, the children of Democrats. Is that it? Is she taking the mother's politics out on this kid? Or maybe it's an ethnic thing. I don't know. Maybe it is. Also, did did Nancy look down on the clothes, the quality of clothes? I have other pictures of her. You know, when she goes to Saks Fifth Avenue, and that's where she likes to shop. I've seen her in there. 
And but a friend of mine saw her. They closed down the entire floor so she can shop, right? Because these these amateurs, and she is an amateur in so many ways. When they get a when they get just a little smidge of power, and they get those bodyguards, they freak out. They just, oh my God, look at me! I have Secret Service protection. I've got U.S. Marshals. Ah, oh, I'm an important person. One public official who will remain nameless. Well, maybe not. I mean, I should probably tell you. Happened a long time ago. Um. I had a party in my house, and this low, not low-ranking, but nobody knew who he was or she was. Um, just let's say they had a senior position in government, but they weren't the mayor. They came to my house for a party, and guess who stood next to him the entire party? Two detectives, one on either side, as if he was going to get hassled at the party, my party, at my house. Where the police commissioner, Ray Kelly, was 10 feet away, oh, by the way, who didn't have detectives standing by him. Anyway, these people don't know what they're doing. She shut down the entire floor so she could buy an orange pantsuit. She really likes pantsuits like Hillary Clinton. I got a picture of it. I'll show you uh, tonight on the news. She is deranged. She is crazy. Just like Trump said this weekend, she's crazy. He didn't call her crazy Nancy. He just said, Nancy is crazy. She's crazy. And you can hear it right here. Cut 39. There's no point in saying good morning, because it certainly is not one. The radical Supreme Court is eviscerating Americans' rights and endangering their health and safety. Read the, the opinion. Shut up. Read the opinion. There's nothing radical about it. And when uh, Liz Warren and these others go nuts and say the Supreme Court is illegitimate because of this, that's dangerous, all right? That's insurrectionist talk. That might even be illegal. I'm going to look into it. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, Hey, welcome back. Candidate for Governor Harry Wilson joins us right now. Harry Wilson, who came very close to becoming Controller in a very competitive election several years ago where it was very difficult for Republicans. He came very close. He could do it again. Who knows? Anything can happen in politics. Harry Wilson, candidate for governor on the Republican side. How you doing? Great, great. Great to be with you. Hey, listen, make the case. What's wrong? We're, we, we're convincible, but what's wrong with Kathy Hochul? <laughs> well, uh, where do I start? I mean, she has totally failed to lead on all the important issues facing New Yorkers, which start with crime, taxes, and cost of living and the most corrupt state government in the country. And she, she is you basically continue the, the failed Cuomo playbook uh, in all respects. You know, by contrast, I'm, I'm not a politician. I'm a career business guy, and I've spent 30 years fixing broken organizations and companies. And that's exactly the skill set I think we need to replace her so we can actually tackle crime taxes and cost of living for the benefit of all 20 million New Yorkers. All right, so uh, you're in a competitive primary. You got your, uh, your competition. Harry Wilson, why should Republicans go with you? Sure. I think there are two things that I've been asking Republican voters since I entered the race four months ago. And, you know, the other guys are, are, are fine guys. They've been running for a long time. Uh, but I entered the race. I didn't think any of them could win. And I think there are two questions that all Republicans have to ask themselves. First is, who has the skill set we need to actually fix the state? Because it's not enough to just say no to the other side, which anyone with common sense would do. We actually have to fix the most broken state government in the country. And I'm the only one who's done that. In fact, I've been doing it successfully for 30 years at the highest levels of American business. And then the second piece is who can win, because we can't win. It's all academic. And in the last 20 years, only one Republican has come close to winning statewide. 
That was me, as you pointed out earlier, in the 2010 uh, state controller race. Um, no one else has come within 13 points, Greg. And that was my first and only campaign. Uh, I don't, you know, I was not well known by even on election day back then. I still almost won. Had I been better known, and I will be in a gubernatorial race, I, I'm actually quite confident I can win, despite the party registration disadvantage. And if you look at the other candidates, you know, Rob didn't win statewide when he ran before he lost by 14. Lee has never won crossover votes in his district, much less statewide. And so I, I really believe I'm the only candidate who can win. Uh, that's why it's so important uh, to uh, to focus on tomorrow. Well, something uh, you got under Zeldin's skin, your opponent, in a big way. I haven't seen anything like that in a long time. Um, tell us a little bit about that moment. And again, you know, one thing you got going against you here, name recognition. So, um, uh, you know, tell us a little bit more about your business uh, career and uh, what is it with Zeldin? Yeah. So I'll, let me get the second question first. So I think I think he made transparent what we know, which is this is a two horse race. And he is melting down because he's been running for a year and a half. He's still not put out a case, and he's he's falling fast, and we're rising fast. And that's why he attacked us. And that's all he did, as you know, in the first debate, uh, most of the second debate, and then even part of the third debate. And so I think that tells you everything that we need to know about what his polls are telling him. Um, and you know, I think it's because we offer a very different case. We're not a failed career politician who hasn't, who didn't deliver when he was in Albany the first time around. We're someone who actually will deliver for the people of the state. Um, so that's that's why I think he was attacking me. Um, you know, it, most of the things he said about me weren't true. Like I pointed out, he actually asked me to run on his ticket. So when I said no to that, I think he got flustered and, and started attacking me back in January, even though I didn't even enter the race until February 22nd. What's so in, then in terms, oh, go, go ahead, ahead go, no, 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 and a little bit more about you. I mean, uh, Harry Wilson, yeah. um, you went to Harvard, and I know you, you've done very well in business, but it's not something that a lot of folks maybe uh, know about. What would you like them to know about you? Sure. So um, first, I grew up in a small town in upstate New York, first-generation Greek-American. My mom moved there 11 months before I was born. My dad was a son of two Greek immigrants who changed their name to Wilson at Ellis Island. So we only spoke Greek at home. I didn't learn English until nursery school. I uh, worked my way through. My dad was a bartender. My mom was a sewing machine operator. Started working when I was 14 and was first in my family to go to college. Went to Harvard and Harvard Business School. And that's what really launched me in my business career. I worked on my first turnaround when I was 22 years old and loved it and had a real talent for it. And so just you know, over the next almost 30 years since then, I really built on uh, running some of those complicated uh, and difficult turnarounds in American history from General Motors to Sotheby's to Yahoo, all companies that have been mismanaged for, for years or decades, and everybody said could not be fixed. And I would come in, develop a, a vision and a plan, and then rally tens of thousands of people together to work together as a team to, to effectuate that plan. And we've, you know, knock on wood, we've succeeded every time in reversing the mis- mismanagement of the past yeah. and, and helping the company succeed. And that's what I think we need to do in, in New York State government. All right, Harry Wilson. I am. Uh, I got the the election commission right here. They they get very sensitive about the time that you candidates are on these days. I got fifteen <laughs> seconds. The final word that you would like uh, the voters to know before primary day tomorrow. Vote for the guy who could win and fix the state. Vote Harry Wilson tomorrow. All right, Harry Wilson, candidate for governor. Harry Wilson, we appreciate it so much. Good luck. I know this is a brutal process. It can be, and uh, you're, 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 it's, it's really incredible uh, that you would take this step. Good luck. Thank you, Greg. Really appreciate it. All right, you bet. And uh, ah, very cool. It is. I mean, look, Curtis Lee, I just walked by. I, the, the political uh, uh, contest, the political, the stuff that, quite frankly, the jerk media makes these guys go through. I mean, look, I thought I was pretty 
I thought it was pretty straightforward with him. And that's what I like to do with the candidates, especially if they're running against an incumbent. You got to do two things. You got to say, you got to make the case. What's wrong with the incumbent? Why should we kick that person out? Okay. And once you take care of that, and I think he did it very effectively, why should we go with you? What's so special about you? And then you got to make that case. So, you know, these political journalists there, well, in 1978, you said such a thing. You took a, you took my, I'm, I just, no, nobody has the time, the, the, the ability, you know, and also people change. I am a totally different person than the one I was, I don't know, how long ago? Um, well, I was a Democrat in 2002, I'll tell you that. I was. I was, I was, I was, now I'm, I'm very independent. Um, the thing that really bothered me was the Iraq war. People evolve, people grow. But the mainstream media, those little jerks with their notepads, and they were like, me, 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 me. all they want to do is feel important for the most part. And that's, uh, that's a pretty ugly motivation in my in my book. Hey, Missy in Brooklyn wants to say something about abortion. Yes, Missy. Hi. Hey, Greg. Fine. Um, you know what I don't understand, Greg, with this? Everybody's protesting about the abortion and everything, right? I don't agree with it because it's murder, especially when it goes to full term, whatever it is. But what about the people, again, the vaccines? They had no rights. If you didn't, if you get the vaccine, you lose your job for thirty years, twenty years. Do people see this? I don't understand. It's common sense. It certainly is. Hey, can I ask you something? Have you noticed yeah. the protests don't seem as intense? If you told me a couple of years ago, you know they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade, I thought I thought the whole country would be, you know, in a state of who knows what. I didn't see it this weekend. I don't feel it in the air right now. Do you? No, because I I think a lot of people awaken, you know, because. The world is so troubled that people are going back to state. You're going back to your state, and, and they know this is wrong. This, this is not right. Yeah, yeah. So the states will figure it out, uh, and most of them already have, by the way. Most of them already have. Do you agree with me? You're a woman. I mean, do you agree with me about birth control? I mean, back in 1973, it was, you know, more of a challenge to obtain adequate birth control. Now it's really not a problem, and there's absolutely no taboo around it, right? You know what? It's not. You're the same. I'm the same age as you. You know what? We had sex education. It's different. It's not like now where they're teaching kids the CRT, which is wrong. It's in the school to teach them again about right and wrong. You don't. You know you. And in the Bible too, Sunday school. It's very important to have that faith based. You know when children are growing. Yeah. So they know right from wrong. You don't have sex when you're 12 years old, 13, whatever. All right. Yeah. No, Missy, you got it all. You got it all going on. You know what's happening. Hey, wait a second. What does Peter want? Peter is in New Jersey. What's up, Peter? Hey, Craig, I heard uh, Sid mentioned the the promo for Newsmax, and he mentioned Greta and Schmidt, but he never mentioned your name. I was wondering if you had a falling out or not. What? Who had a falling out? I was wondering if you had a falling out with Sid because your name wasn't mentioned in the promo for Newsmax. Yeah, no, I have no beef with Sid. Sid has no beef with me. I love that guy. What they're trying to do with those commercials, I would imagine, is, uh, you know, the new shows that are struggling. But No, I don't know. I mean, look, uh, is they really they didn't mention me, huh? No, they didn't. I yeah. just got one more thing. Hey, what? I'd like to talk about no balls Biden that doesn't have the nerve to meet the CEOs of the oil industry as he goes into the other room talking about windmills. What do you think about that? 
I think even if he did, he'd have nothing to say. He knows nothing. He knows how to smile. He knows how to ask for money. He knows how to ask for favors. He knows how to do certain favors, but along the edges. He's never had real power. He doesn't know what the hell to do with it. And, um, you know, what would they talk about? You know, that's that's part of it. I think he's afraid a little bit because he does not want to reveal himself to be the clueless numbskull that he is. You know, it's one thing to meet Joe Biden at a cocktail party full of lobbyists and that kind of thing. And nobody talks for more than two minutes and you move on. Uh, now his ignorance would be on display for everybody. And that's uh, that's a problem for him. Thank you. Hey, Joe, as one more thing to say, he's in Whitestone about what? Uh, uh, hi, Greg. Uh, I just want to tell you, uh, over the weekend, I went to see Elvis, the movie. Terrific. But there's coming attractions. Uh, there's a movie coming out in October, which I think you might be interested in. It's called Devotion. It's about the Navy pilots during the Korean War. And I, I just thought – and they're flying Corsairs. So uh, I just thought you might want to you know, maybe check it out when it comes out. What's it called? A devotion. No one's what? It's a new a devotion. Uh, um, are you it's sure that's a movie? It's, yeah. Are you mean Top Gun? No, 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 no. This is another. It's coming out in October. It's called a Devotion. It's about Navy pilots during the Korean War. Uh, they're flying Corsairs. No, that sounds cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll look forward to it in October, I guess. Yeah. Oh, right. Just one more thing. You what? said you were in, um, you were in Mississippi, uh, uh, I guess, for training. Um, was it Biloxi that you were in? No. Uh, Meridian. Oh, okay, because my pop was in uh, Biloxi at Keesler during World War II. Yeah, yeah. Biloxi Blues, right? Matthew yeah. Broderick and all that stuff. It's true. It's yeah. true. Hey, thank you, buddy, very much. Hey, wait a second. There are people out there who are irate about Roe v. Wade, like this crew. Cut 42, please. Cut 42. I think people will make out the decision to be far more radical than it is. Uh, so much of the science of what we know about fetal development has developed since the 1970s. And so the idea that, you know, to kick this back to the states is perfectly appropriate. If somebody wants to live in a high-tax state that pays for abortions, let them do so. And I personally am disappointed in not just the decision, but what it means for my daughters in the future. I have sons, but I'm disappointed because I believe women have the right to choose. So, You love it. So why, why do you love it? Because the states now can go ahead and make their own rules, and you, you, you can go to one of those states to have it done. Are you worried about potential rioting because of uh, this ruling here tonight yes, in your city? Because I think that all these people that are against it are wackos. And there's any any kind of possibility of them rioting, they will do it. Uh, all right. I like I agreed with her. The other two, not so much. And uh, but it's not the, the it's not overtaking things. It's just not the conversation. This is not going to be what people are talking about. Well, they're not talking about it now. They're not talking about it now. Inflation, gas prices uh, are totally inept uh, president. And also, how did Anderson Cooper become gay? Why did he become gay? Is anybody talking about this? They're trying to make it into a thing. Anderson Cooper is on television talking about uh, the moment he realized he was gay. Uh, this is on the news? I guess it was. Cut 45. All right. 
This was Richard Gere in 1977. Prime Looking Richard for Gere. Mr. Goodbar. Yes. He was so beautiful. Yes. And I'm there. My mom didn't go. It was just me and my mom's two gay friends. Okay. And I'm watching this thing. And literally in the opening scene of Ben, like there's a guy in bed who's just who's picked up some guy the night before. And the guy's picked up, gets out of bed, completely naked, and then puts on his SS Stormtrooper uniform. Oh, my God. And I just remember being like, oh, my God, I'm gay. Like this is, <laughs> I'm totally gay. All right. So, again, well, I guess that little story and the crowd laughing and stuff like that, are we, can we, like, move on from pride? Is it, like, (laughs) if you can tell that story, which is not that interesting, I mean, I kind of remember the moment that I found out I was uh, straight. Let's see. And movies had something to do with it. I remember, uh, what's her name? Uh, What the hell is her name? Jane Seymour in Live and Let Die. I uh, very much desired her. I very much desired uh, Jacqueline Bissett in a movie called The Deep. Um, at my friend's house, uh, we could uh, figure out the Playboy channel every now and then. And uh, just about went, uh, I just, oh boy, I, I just couldn't handle it. But uh, I knew uh, what side of the fence I was on. Can I go on a talk show and tell those things and uh, get a get a big laugh from the audience? I don't know. I mean, I, is, is it relevant? I guess I just told you, but... Uh, does it make a difference? Does it make um, I, what was that on? Watch what happens live with the Bravo guy. Is that the Bravo guy? It must have been the Bravo guy. All right, we're going to leave that alone. Uh, the January sixth committee still wants us to think that day was worse than Pearl Harbor. It wasn't. It's all fine. I feel very good about America. I think we're in a very good space. I think this needed to happen. This Roe v. Wade stuff. It really did. And maybe on multiple fronts, we can start anew. We need it. We need it badly. Give me a moment. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, this is me. A couple of things you should do. Get rid of the buffer. Get rid of the fake news buffer. Get rid of the media. Media being plural for medium. anything Anything that goes through anything has to go through a medium. The polar of medium is media, and why go through anything when you can get it directly from the source? And you can. Now it's time-consuming at times, and uh, but it's worth it. It's worth it. And one of the things you should do is download that entire Supreme Court opinion. Uh, forget the hype. Just read the damn thing, and it's um, it's not. You won't be alarmed. It's very measured. It totally makes sense, and you'll know more than probably everybody you see on TV. Uh, all you see in New York Times, the bloggers, all that stuff, they don't have time to sit around and read this stuff. They're too busy shooting their mouths off to think. How about thinking for a change, huh? And you can also watch the Donald Trump rallies. I highly encourage that um, from start to finish. They are, well, it's like spending <laughs> it's like spending an hour and a half with the president himself. And man, he's good. He's good. Let's see here. Oh, and the crowd is great. What do we have here when they're thanking him? They just, yeah, look, look, they chant, thank you, Trump. How many politicians get this? Cut 58. Isn't that nice? I mean, <laughs> thank you, Joe. No, there's another, there's another chant out there, right? A different one. A different one. Uh, What else from that rally? Cut 55. I promise to nominate judges and justices who would stand up for the original meaning of the Constitution and who would 
honestly and faithfully interpret the law as written. We got almost 300 federal judges and three great Supreme Court justices confirmed to do exactly that. And thanks to the courage found within the United States Supreme Court, this long divisive issue will be decided by the states and by the American people. That's the way it should have been many, many years ago, and that's the way it is now. So congratulations. As for the Republican Party, we are today the party of life, and we are the party of everyone. We're the party of everyone. And there goes the thank you, Trump, in the background, right? And when it comes to this January 6th stuff, he's very good in refuting it all and raising some key issues that uh, the fake news, the fake news should be out there talking about this, but they don't. So it's on him and me, to a lesser extent, over on the Newsmax show, which, by the way, people are asking me all the time, hey, why aren't you on at 7 o'clock anymore? Look, the programming geniuses over there, and they are geniuses. They know what works. I'm on at 10 o'clock now. I will tell you this. It is so much better for my life. It is. Now I have time in the morning. Um, you know, I'm trying to uh, build my body up. Too much flab. And uh, now I'm able to not only do a little aerobic workout, not aerobics like Olivia Newton-John, but I mean, you know, run or jog or, you know, the treadmill or outside, something. Something that gets you sweaty. And then I lift the weights. And I'm lifting a lot of weights, heavy weights. And I feel great. So I'm able to do two workouts in a morning. Well, it's one workout, but, it, you know, two two components. And that's huge. And by the time I get home, I'm getting home much later. I get home pretty pretty late. But I'm exhausted. And it's straight to bed. It's straight to bed. But my mornings are nice and light. And I have time with the babies. I have time with my wife. It's all, it all works out. Sleeping a hell of a lot better. All right. What's this? Uh, January 6th. Cut 59, please. Cut 59. Oh, don't, don't forget, though. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock is the Newsmax show, and there ain't nobody doing what I'm doing on television. Believe me. All right, cut 59. To this day, the leaders of the Democrat Party have failed to forcefully condemn the violence and threats and hold the perpetrators accountable. There could be no greater illustration of the two-tiered system of justice. We've never had anything like what's going on right now that we have in our country than the fact that At the very moment, the radical Democrats were staging a ridiculous fake trial over January 6th. Their party leaders are saying nothing about the violent intimidation of the United States Supreme Court. They refuse to talk about it. They refuse to do anything. Uh, So true. So true. So much truth. So much truth. Um, Was he funny, too? He was funny. Let's see if there's anything funny here. None of the good jokes, but um, just totally on it, and I think he's coming back in a very, very big way. Some people say, even Bo Deedle. What the hell's what happened to Bo Deedle? Why has he gone? He says Trump shouldn't run. He should absolutely run. I know. That's what they want, this January 6th hearing, all this stuff. Well, you know, can't we find somebody else? Well, they're going to they're gonna throw another hissy fit. Well, don't let them win. This is, this is anti-democratic. This this is trickery. They're up to something. Uh, they're trying to make they're trying to make you scared. They're trying to intimidate us. And you know when you have a spoiled brat kid, and they're like, "Oh, how are they going to react? We don't know. We don't know." All right, I've uh, almost uh, to the break. I'm going to talk to Connie for eight seconds. Connie, what's up, real quick? 
Uh, yeah, hi, Greg. Um, I do watch you at 10 o'clock, and when I can't, I tape it. Um, I just wanted to tell you, you were talking about Pelosi earlier with that little girl. Yes. My feeling on it is just be glad it wasn't Biden. He wouldn't have been sniffing her hair. Yes, I know, and licking children. I mean, that you're I right. You're, you're right. You're right. You're You're so right. I will make that point tonight. At least Nancy had the courtesy to not molest that kid where Joe Biden, I'm sorry. I mean, he's fondling kids who are not his own. That's very, very strange. Right in plain sight. All right. Uh, I think we're at. Somebody hasn't smacked him in the head. It probably has happened. It probably has happened. Uh, You know, a guy like that who's been groping women who he doesn't know. Just, you know, I, I, yeah, try doing that to somebody I know. No, not going to happen. Thank you, and I'll be back. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hard to believe that uh, maybe it's not. Chuck Schumer is still a United States senator from New York. Who talks like this? Not a man with any sense of history or respect or decency. I'm sorry. This guy used to, he was a public servant, and then he became a woke scaredy cat, or scaredy, a scaredy cat of the woke. Started showing up at his house, chanting stuff. And now he's full-on leftist nut job, Chucky Schumer. Cut 16, please. Listen to this. After the Roe v. Wade thing, give me a break. Today is one of the darkest days our country has ever seen. The darkest days our country has ever seen. Right up there with January 6th, right, Chuck? Pearl Harbor, September 11th. Are you nuts? Are you crazy? By the way, nothing actually well, there were some trigger laws that, that kicked in right away. Um, but he's trapped in another era, 1973. He's in his, he's pushing 80 right now. And 1973 was another ball game trying to get contraception. It was the result. Everything was different. That decision, Roe v. Wade, was screwed up. Talk to anybody who knows anything about the law. Even liberal justices said the same thing. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Hey, and the left, you know, they made her such a, such an icon, such a hero, you know, the notorious RBG. Well, it turns out she was pretty notorious. You guys, if she had retired, uh, you would have had a pro- an opportunity to uh, get another liberal on the court. You could have done that. But no, you were too busy uh, cheering her on. You know, oh, cute old lady. Yeah, whatever. Um, anyway, I'm glad she stuck around. And you saw Donald Trump when he reacted. Such respect, such reverence. Oh, the guy's good. And Donald Trump being totally consistent, totally consistent on this issue. And politicians are not consistent, but he is not a politician, of course. Cut 18. This is all the way back in the 2016 debate. One of them with Hillary Clinton cut 18 on abortion. Go ahead. 
because I am pro-life and I will be appointing pro-life judges, I would think that that will go back to the individual states. But I'm asking you specifically, would you if like If they to- overturned it, it'll go back to the states. And, and Chris Wallace uh, wanted to uh, see if he could uh, exploit that issue somehow. If they overturn it, it will go back to the states. He understood it uh, then. He understands it now. And uh, yeah, are there people kind of, oh boy, some people are a bit worried about what's going to happen What's going to happen on uh, uh, the November election? Ah, you know what? This is why this is why you want power to get stuff done like this. If you're not going to do this, then why even have it? Now we have. Uh, let's see. Oh, does anybody ever talk about Green Day anymore? The band they were big like uh, 25 years ago, and one of the guys in the band. Oh wow, this guy's not going to come back to America because of the Roe v. Wade decision. This is a grown man. Billy Joe Armstrong is his name. He must be 50 years old at this point. Hey, be my guest, pal. Cut eight. <laughs> America, I'm renouncing my citizenship. I'm coming here. I just have too much stupid in the world to go back to that miserable excuse for a country. Man. He wants to he wants to rescind his citizenship. Let's help him out there. Can it be revoked? Unfortunately, I don't think it can be revoked, even though he said horrible anti anti American things in London, England. He says F America in front of a bunch of British people who, by the way, have uh, more restrictive abortion laws than we have in this country. We're we're really one of the few. I think it's us, Vietnam, Canada, Singapore, and uh, like maybe Lithuania or something like that, where you can have abortion on demand up until uh, like the, the end of the ninth month. It's crazy. It's crazy what we've done here. Totally crazy. And we needed a major correction. And I'm glad we have it. And you... People giving cops a hard time about it. Cut nine. Take a look. Listen to this. This is good cops getting hassled in Los Angeles uh, for something that happened in Washington, D.C. that has absolutely no bearing on anything that's going on in California. Cut nine. Don't push her. Wow. Bam. <laughs> uh, sounds like fun. I <laughs> man up, man. Wait a bit. I, I I wish I could join the cops. I wish I could become a police officer. Is it too late? It's probably too late. You know what they call their riot gear? The nickname that cops have it, you know, they wear, they have a baton and then they have that helmet with the visor. You know what the cops call it? Bats and hats. <laughs> Time to put on our bats and hats. You know, it's interesting to me. There they are. They're getting pushed. They're getting shoved. Uh, people are advancing on the cops, not listening to them. And I noticed that the cops didn't shoot one person. And that's very good, by the way. That's how it should be. Non-lethal force. You can't shoot anybody for... Pushing and shoving and screaming and being a jerk. You can't, you don't shoot people for that. 
you shoot people if there is an imminent risk of a loss of life or serious injury. And that reminds me of Ashley Babbitt. She should not have been shot. She should not have been shot. She posed another. And so many liberals are out there. Well, she did not comply. She wasn't complying. Can I hear that again? Did that sound like compliance to you? I don't hear anybody complying. What's your problem? They're not complying. Should the cops start shooting? I guess if Michael Byrd were there, he'd start blasting, wouldn't he? Bam, 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 bam. Thank God Lieutenant Michael Byrd was there. He would have opened fire. That was not the kind of situation where you use your gun. Just like on January 6th, it was not that kind of situation. But the left, they cheer it on, don't they? They just love that it happened. Hey, Eric Adams... Again, embarrassing himself. He is so ill-equipped, unequipped for this position. This is a big deal job. And Eric has never had a big deal job in his life, including and especially Brooklyn Borough President. Is that what he was? That's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a scandal that those guys even take a paycheck. All right? It is totally symbolic. It's like an imaginary job. It used to be something 30 years ago when we had a board of estimate. Now all it is is basically you're a cheerleader who was a – remember Marty Markowitz? Marty Markowitz of Brooklyn. Yes. He actually did a very good job, and he did not pretend he was something that he wasn't. He, he was a cheerleader, and that's fine. Marty Markowitz, come to Brooklyn, go to uh, have Junior's Cheesecake and go to uh, Coney Island and uh, go Brooklyn and uh, – you know, that's fine. But that's not training uh, to be mayor. And if you're wondering why nothing is changing in this city, how many months has it been? Six months. Six months. That's actually a significant amount of time. You could create radical change. Radical change. But Eric does not know anything, does not know how to do anything. Even if he knew it, he wouldn't know what how to do it. He wouldn't be able to implement it. By the way, uh, warning, watch out for the pickpockets. They're all over the place. Uh, a rise in theft drove an overall increase in subway crime in May compared to April, according to newly released NYPD statistics. Hey, keep an eye on these statistics, by the way. They can play all kinds of games with the uh, statistics. And Eric, now Eric is blaming everything else other than his lack of experience and knowledge for the upturn in crime. He's even going to blame the, uh, the Roe v. Wade decision, all right? He's going to blame the Supreme, the Supreme Court. South Carolina gun shows, you know, those problems, quite frankly, if they are, if you see them as problems, they'll never be fixed. So he'll always have an excuse. And a lot of, how do I put this? White people will let him get away with it because there is this very strange moment in our history, in our time, where certain, especially white liberals, feel very uncomfortable calling out a person of color, even when they're as incompetent and ignorant as Eric Adams. They just won't do it, especially our reporters, especially our reporters. And Eric Adams can walk up and call them racist right to their face. He can go right in their face and say, you don't look like me. Therefore, you're treating me unfairly. He said that, and he actually got away with it. And you know what they do? They actually kiss his ass. 
they're actually giving him positive coverage when he deserves he deserves a fair evaluation. He really does. A fair evaluation would reveal that he's doing a terrible job, but that's fair. You don't get better results from pretending things are normal, pretending any of this is good. He goes out and rides the subway train and says amazing things like, I had no idea it was this bad. What the hell has he been doing for the past two or three years or all of his life? He had no idea. He had no idea. You know, the more I, the more I look at this guy, the more I feel where our city is, the more tempted I am to run for mayor myself. I would, first of all, I wouldn't have to be briefed. I wouldn't have to, uh, six months on the job, I'm going to find out, oh, I had no idea it was like this. No idea. Also, I wouldn't be the party animal mayor. I'd focus on a couple of things. Crime and making sure the schools aren't crazy woke. I would focus on expanding charter schools. And that's that's where my passion will be. Crime and education. Crime and education. Uh, third on the list would be fixing the damn streets. I mean, this is, what year is it? 2022? Why the hell are they, why does it feel like it's 1892? Why do I feel like I'm in a horse and buggy when I'm going down Ninth Avenue? Are you serious? The, the, the world's allegedly greatest city? And my head is bumping up on the roof of my car going, the potholes, I know, I know, I know. There are some common sense things, though, that can be done. Yeah, these problems have been around for a long time. But you know what? So have career clubhouse politicians. Crummy career clubhouse politicians. And we've also had our fair share of arrogant, arrogant politicians who always thought they knew what was best. Any idea who I'm talking about? Norman is in Brooklyn. Yes, Norman. Yeah, hi, Greg. Uh, concerning uh, Billy, whatever, Armstrong of Green Bay, uh, renouncing his citizenship, he did not renounce his citizenship. It's a fairly, uh, it's, a, it's a formal procedure. He needs to make an appointment. Yeah, no, the, wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 Norman, I didn't, he said he rescinded his, I didn't, he said in public that he wants to. I understand. I know there's a procedure. You go visit an embassy or a State Department office. Hell, you know who did this? Um, Lee Harvey Oswald. You got to go and you got to fill out paperwork. Although, come to think of it, I don't think he successfully filled it out. Anyway, right. why do you know so much about renouncing your citizenship? Did you ever do it? I, I don't. I, well, because I'm reading the I'm reading a little thing in my passport here. Uh, and what's it say? Looking. It says, <clears throat> okay, loss of you under certain circumstance, being naturalized in a foreign state, taking an oath, making a declaration to a foreign state, serving in the armed forces of a foreign state, accepting employment with a foreign government. These are or, all the things that will get you, uh, you'll lose your citizenship. Citizenship before a U.S. consulate. Hey, Norman, I'm not talking overseas. about the fine points of this stuff. I'm talking about how disgusting it is that a country that gave this very limited talent individual sure. millions of dollars and an incredible home and the you know he's calling himself a rock star let me hear him one more time this billy listen to this listen to the, how offensive this is this is a an american rock star in london bad mouthing america go ahead Excuse for a 
Yeah, that's pretty bad stuff. That's really horrendous stuff. Yeah, I understand you got to fill out paperwork and stuff like that. But um, I'm no Green Day fan. Are you? Who the hell ever thought of... Never mind. Norman, thanks for the call. Oh, give me a moment. I got to go. Uh, but really, Green Day? I heard it all before. That's the one song I know, right? What song is that? Uh, who cares? I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, tomorrow's the primary. Um, the Republican side, we got uh, Andrew Giuliani, Rob Astorino, Harry Wilson, uh, all three of them have been on the show. Also, Lee Zeldin. Uh, I don't think I got around to talking to Lee. On the Democrat side, we got, oh boy, the incumbent, Kathy Hochul. Not a fan! We've got Jamani Williams. Disagree with him about everything. However, I actually like him personally. Not just, like, I, I actually do like him. Uh, I'm uh, not saying I want him in power, but I I also like Tom Swazi, and he's uh, pretty reasonable as Democrats go. And... Um, I would love it if a reasonable person uh, got the nomination. Uh, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens tomorrow. Isn't it weird? When did we start having primaries in June? That seems recent to me. It seems like it shouldn't be in June. It should be in September. It should be closer to the general. Companies offering abortion-related benefits. Everybody from Amazon to Reddit. Reddit. That crazy website. Why are they? They're going to fly people. This is going to be the new cause. But they will find that there are actually very few people, I think, affected. This is going to straighten some people out. Maybe you shouldn't have sex with somebody with whom you don't want to have a child. Yeah. How about thinking about that for a little bit? Maybe you should not have sex with somebody with whom you don't want a child, male or female, right? I think that's... uh. And can I ask, why is it that the LGBTQ plus IA community is so incensed about this more than any other group out there? The LGBTQ plus, they're crazy about all this stuff, the, the, the Roe v. Wade. The way I see it, it's really not, uh, it's more of a heterosexual issue, right? Just kind of by definition? I think so. I don't think I'm wrong on that one. Um, all right, so what are we going to do about Eric Adams? You're going to help me out. We are going to uh, do this. To, well, I'm not saying anything officially, but I am going to take a, a good hard look at it. And you know what? With the with the stuff that we've seen, the protests, maybe finally the Department of Homeland Security, led by Alejandro Mayorkas, will have to, what do they like to say in Washington? Walk back. I think he's going to have to walk back these comments. Walk back. He goes to Harlem. Can you imagine the de- person who's in charge of the Department of Homeland Security keeping us safe from terrorists actually went to Al Sharpton's clubhouse just a couple of weeks ago to utter this nonsense? And, oh, by the way, it really is nonsense. Cut 41. The greatest terrorism-related threat that we face in the homeland is the threat of domestic violent extremism. Individuals drawn to violence because of ideologies of hate or false narratives propagated on social media and other online platforms. And the most prominent um, threat is the threat of white supremacists. Uh, That's where he's lying. That's where he's wrong. Uh, White supremacists are terrible. 
I hate Illinois Nazis, all right? Remember that from the Blues Brothers? Everybody does, okay? It's it's perverse, it's stupid, It's but it's rare. They're hiding in the woods where they belong, and the moment they break a law, go ahead and uh, arrest them. However, you know what? It's still a free country. If you want to think something that's perverse and weird, you're allowed to, even if you want to talk about it. If you, Because the problem is they pretend that my doubts about the fairness of the 2020 election somehow pose a threat to uh, – that's part of a false narrative, you see? And that could be anti-democratic. And then they will use anti-democrat means to come at me, accusing me of being anti-democrat. It is so insidious, so dangerous. I am really surprised it's happening in this country. Now, it would not have been happening 30 years ago. For a couple of reasons. If anybody wanted to make their voices heard, how could you do that 30 years ago? You'd write a letter to the newspaper? I mean, really, you stand on the corner or you write a letter to the newspaper or you beg, borrow, and steal and or, or you happen to be on the street and all of a sudden Tony Guida from Channel 2 walks by and asks for your opinion. You really couldn't get your, your opinion out there. But now everybody can. All right? And that that's good, actually, to a point. I know we can all be pretty mean and snide and uh, all that stuff. And I'm, I can be pretty brutal myself online and offline. I know I got to work on it, but it is a little bit of fun. It is a, it is a lot of fun. Uh, all right. So what else is going on? Hey, Michael is in Rockaway Beach for a moment. Hi, Michael. Well, there is some good news today, Greg, um, that uh, judge struck down the non-citizen voting law. For New York City, where 800,000 green card holders could vote. The um, the Supreme Court struck that down? The New York Supreme Court. They judge. they did. I did see a little blurb on that, and I didn't... That's a, that's a big thing. That is a big thing. That's a beautiful thing. Remember when they snuck that in there? Illegal immigrants, non-citizens could vote in our elections... Hey, Michael, you know what this is good for? You know who this is good for? Me! As I think about running for mayor, uh, this is good news, because I was worried about that. They could uh, they could rig it against me and us. Michael, good news. Thanks for uh, bringing it to our attention. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, went out this weekend, big night out with, uh, my parents and my wife, very beautiful evening, wonderful dinner. And we went to a New York hotspot and all was well. Uh, but just, we, 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 made a couple of stops around town, you know, this bar, that place we were, uh, basically clubbing. And, um, how do I put this? So when I was growing up, I am old enough to remember the tail end the very tail end of when you could see prostitutes hanging around the west side, right? Uh, often around the tunnel. And, you know, they'd be wearing, you know, ultra short stuff and leather and whatever. You know, you could tell. They wanted you to know that they were um, sex workers, right? They wanted you to know that. And that's how they advertised, I guess, right? Wearing those clothes over the top, you know, beyond sexy. I mean, it's just, whoa. Uh. Now, when did that become a thing that normal people, people who are not sex workers wear on a night out some of this stuff. And you know what? Uh, look, I don't think of myself as a prude or anything like that, but um, I am also surprised to hear myself react this way. But 
Whatever happened to modesty? Modesty, right? Does it, does anybody ever talk about modesty? Like having a little bit of modesty? No. If you got it, flaunt it. Whether it's money, whether it's a, a beautiful set of legs, uh, I don't know. Let's see here. Modesty. The quality or state of being unassuming or moderate in the estimation of one's abilities. With typical modesty, he insisted on sharing the credit with others. Let's see. The quality of being relatively moderate, limited, or small in amount, rate, or level. The modesty of his political aspirations. Behavior, manner, or appearance intended to avoid impropriety or indecency. Modesty forbade her to dress in front, undress in front of so many people. Well, immodesty is, uh, I, I, I just, I'm a little, I'm a little, I was a little aghast. And I've seen it before. Maybe now it's uh, not a married, children, whatever. I don't need to see it. I don't want to see it, actually. It's somehow distressing to me. It's, it's too much. We're not enough. Not enough. Too much skin, not enough fabric. Uh, I know that sounds a little bit uh, old world, and believe me, believe me, I am. Um, well, what do I what do I mean by that? I mean, look, I've I've seen it all. I've I've led a led a full life, and for a good chunk of it, I was what you would call something of a hedonist. All right, that's kind of what motivated me: adventure and fun. And now that uh, well. Some of that stuff bit me in the ass, quite frankly. I am more measured, and I am moderate. And I also know that life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And if you want to have maximum impact, if you want to have, if you want to live up to your ultimate, your, your, your God-given potential, you can't be running around like an idiot on Saturday night dressed like that. Okay? Uh, there. And uh, I think too many, and I'm going to say, that, look, as a guy, I had all kinds of problems, but I'm talking about the women right now because, well, it's more conspicuous. I can see it. I can see it right in front of me. And I don't think that's, I just don't think it's appropriate. I think you're also inviting trouble by how so, how so, how so. You dress like that and some guy chats with you. Well, he's probably after just one thing. And I'll let you figure out what that one thing is. Um, modesty. It's actually a great quality. It's not one that I always valued. Actually, I remember somebody talking to me about modesty. I'm like, uh, nice knowing you. I will be, um, uh, I'll, I'm, I'm moving to another state. I will not be talking to you again. Uh, but no, it's it's true. And Madeline is on the phone from Long Island. Madison, Madeline, do you know, am I, do, do I sound crazy here? Have you noticed this? Have you go? Do you go out at night? Do you see the way? Uh, do you see what's going on out there? I generally don't go out at night for that for that reason. Not in New York City. I'm your age. Um, you know, people in the '80s used to dress sexy too, but you see a lot more of it now. And I hate to say it, but from a guy's perspective, I imagine the guys don't really find these girls attractive because a lot of them don't have the bodies to pull it off like they did in the '80s and the '90s. Let's well, I agree with you about Everybody's women in the '80s. Lover, hanging out, which you know. Uh, you know, but now you're not gonna. You can't say anything because then look at your fat shaming, and people should feel comfortable. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop. You're right about the women in the '80s, and the, 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 the it was more natural. It was just there was a, uh, and it was sexier because it was real. A lot of it now is fake, and with the injections and the enhancements and this and that, 
and it was designed, some of it was designed to be seen. And I think it's best that these things not be seen until certain moments. But anyway, look, I know that's not why you called. What's going on? But that was good, too. Um, I'm definitely with you for uh, mayor. I was listening yesterday. You said you wouldn't get in if there's 15 people, and I agree. You do a lot of good work for us with your show and the Newsmax show, which I love the 10 o'clock hour. Um, and you should keep your, uh, if you want to do the thing with the G that you were mentioning, you should do that. Yeah. Keep the Kelly, because I have to tell you, I'm a Kelly. So when your daughter was born, I remember thinking, wow, we have the same name. That's I don't know if she has a middle name. but uh, so I should know that. Enjoy your shows and all your insight. You're a very smart oh. guy, and you're very, you've got a great sense of humor, so keep that up, too. Well, Madeline, you're so kind. Thank you very much. I will take a very serious look at it. Madeline Kelly, not to give too much away, I appreciate it. I don't think we have a middle name for her yet. We've got to work on that. And uh, they are doing amazing things. One of them, by the way, uh, the older one, uh, Annalise, she went swimming this weekend, and it was just a joy. This stuff is – now I know what everybody was talking about, watching them grow up, and and, and now she's kind of speaking in complete sentences. It's uh, it's a really special thing. Madeline, thank you. You have any kids? No, I don't, unfortunately. I didn't find the right person. And uh, I hate to say this on the, on the live radio, but, you know, in my day where I came from, it wasn't appropriate really to just have kids out of wedlock, and I – and. Uh, I see all these women getting all these benefits and all this, hey, struggling single mom. But no one ever talks about the people who make good choices who just didn't do that, you know. So um, it wasn't my choice, but I wasn't going to just settle for anyone. And then, you know, by the time you're 27, 28, you'd really have to settle or date someone 15 years older. So some of us, it didn't always work out for us. But you can still have a decent life. It's just that, it, you know, it's not very responsible to bring children into the world without, you know, a good, steady relationship. I understand. Madeline, in addition to that, what would be a piece of advice you might give to uh, a woman today, say, in her mid mid to late 20s, anybody growing up in, in Manhattan who's, you know, enthralled with it all and and uh, just uh, thinks that life is, you know, just one great big party, what would your advice be? Well, I would definitely say don't do drugs because that's bad. Obviously, people get addicted to that. People can get addicted to alcohol, too, but most people don't, as long as you use it in moderation. Um, I don't have any advice. I actually feel very sorry for them because they're all on these apps and what have you that we didn't have to deal with. So I know. I it was like fun. I feel like they're not getting anyone, so they just do whatever they need to get attention. You know, if they taught basic psychology, people would realize what you were talking about before, modesty and also humbleness. Those of us who know, know that when people act arrogant, it's because they're hiding something like an insecurity. But uh, that's often the case. More of that in school, that would be better. That's often the case, and sometimes we're just surrounded by people who uh, don't work as hard. Uh, sometimes, not 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 many times, but I understand. You're the best, uh, Madeline. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Keep in touch. Thank you for your encouragement. Uh, so, look, uh, this is what's her name again? This is Shay, a woman named Shay. She's an election worker from Georgia. And they were parading her around last week during the January 6th hearings. I've never heard of her. Now she complains because Trump mentioned her once on a conference call that her life was changed and has never been the same. And she can't even go to the grocery store because of what Trump did, because Trump mentioned her on some conference call because he was concerned, as I was concerned, about the election in uh, 2020. Now, listen to her. This is the, the, the talk about making a federal case out of something. 
Shay. Shay, what's her problem? Don't want anyone knowing my name. Don't want to go anywhere with my mom because she might yell my name out over the grocery aisle or something. I don't go to the grocery store at all. She doesn't go to the grocery store, and it's Trump's fault. It's Trump's fault because she was publicly criticized. Uh, actually, on, I think it was just on the conference call. And, you know, isn't that her problem, that her mother is yelling her name, name out at the grocery store? I will admit that is embarrassing. When I used to go to try on clothes, where would we go? We'd go to Alexander's in the Roosevelt Field Mall, and my mother would be outside the changing room, and she would invariably say, how you doing in there? You know, like just it was the... Oh, gosh, that was embarrassing. I don't, I, the, 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 but other than that, it was a beautiful childhood. Um, also, I don't think that – I think Nancy may have to apologize for this. Maybe not because they let her get away with so much. Hell, her husband just ran over somebody, and no one's talking about that. Nancy Pelosi elbowed, shoot away a beautiful 10-year-old girl, the daughter of an incoming member of Congress, the great Myra Flores, Republican of Texas – So Nancy already doesn't like this because it's a Republican, won a special election. I think it was over the weekend. And they're posing for a picture. And I guess Nancy notices this kid who's just a kid and standing right next to her. And Nancy thinks she's standing too close, too close, and elbows her. Let me just see if you can hear anything here. I don't think you can, but the microphone was up. Go ahead. Play it, please. Uh, We want to have our pastor come into the picture. Pastor. And boom, she looks down, sees the kid, and says, get away from me, and elbows her. It is remarkable. You can see it on my Twitter, at Greg Kelly USA. It shows me that she is a, a snob. She is a bully. She is uh, arrogant about her clothes because she's wearing what is probably a $9,000 pantsuit by Prada. Okay? Uh- very expensive, and the kid is wearing, you know, a beautiful white dress, a simple white dress that she probably got at some department store in Texas. Yet Nancy comes to Saks Fifth Avenue, and they close the entire floor for her. She gets her photograph taken in the New York Times Magazine Fashion Edition for her stylishness. Stylishness? Yeah, stylishness. And this little girl gets shooed away. Now, it's a big deal on social media. If any other a Republican politician who did this. It's amazing. They get away with shooing children away and licking children. Ever see the video of Joe Biden licking children up and down? It is true. He's done it. It's on tape. He is being inappropriate with children, old ladies, you name it. If it's female, Joe will feel them up. And nobody ever stopped them. You know why? Because, well, for 60% of his life, how old, how old is it? 70% of his life, he's always been the most important person in the room. And you can't teach a guy at this age who's come this far, this far, Delaware to the White House, not really, but in a way, you can't tell him anything. Eric is in Manhattan. He wants to say something. Hello. Um, hey, Greg. Uh, I wonder if you'd heard the story, well, a few stories about the um, Joe Biden with the, uh, he, he almost, um, he almost got slugged by a Secret Service agent. They were taking a picture, and like I guess he, there was some funny business with the girlfriend, like he groped her or something. And there was, um, whenever he had a Secret Service uh, detail, it was female. Like the other guys would have to make some excuse for her to go out to get away from him, to get to get her away from Joe, and he would swim nude. 
I heard about the I heard about the I heard about the nudity that was in a book by that guy who's always writing those books. I quite frankly I don't know if that's true. I know it's been raised. It probably is because we see him being so inappropriate with people he does not know, women he does not know in public. Imagine what he would do in private. That's why I still have questions about that dog. Remember the dog who was biting him all the time? And he made up a phony baloney story. It was so weird. He grabbed the dog's tail. Well, that might be true. Because if Joe will sniff, grope, feel, touch, lick women and children, he does not even know what would he do with an animal that he owns. I mean, I'm serious. If he would do that to a woman he does not know, what would he do with an animal that he owns? It's kind of frightening to think about. Good point. Uh, one other. Pete in uh, Piscataway. Hi, Pete. Hello, Craig. Um, I'm about your father's age. I um, got um, discharged from the service in 1970. And I could remember in the 50s and 60s, there was a term called shotgun weddings. You know, when the woman would get pregnant, uh, uh, her father would get a shotgun and bring the guy down to the church and they'd get married. You don't hear that anymore because as far as the male fornicator goes, there's no father to make him accountable. And as far as the female fornicator, there's no father in the family to make her um, to right. help her out to do the wrong thing. All right. Do Can we right do thing. me a favor? Let's not use the word fornicator. I know what you're talking about, but I just, I'm uncomfortable by that word. Let me look. I just looked it up. A shotgun wedding. I think you're right here. A shotgun wedding is a wedding which is arranged to, in order to avoid embarrassment due to premarital sex which can possibly lead to an unintended pregnancy. The phrase is primarily American, termed as such based on a stereotypical scenario in which the father of the pregnant bride-to-be threatens the reluctant groom with a shotgun in order to ensure that he follows through with the wedding. Uh, yeah, shotgun. You're right. You don't hear about that phrase has totally has totally fallen away. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard that in decades. That's interesting. Pete, good point. Yeah, because now the guy, the, the 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 kid either gets aborted or ends up maybe in a gang, and the guy's scot free to go uh, make uh, have adultery with another woman. Uh, well, not necessarily. Is it adultery if you're both unmarried? I don't think that is. It, it could be either. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, I don't think it's adultery if neither party is married. Correct. No, it's adultery even if you're not married, I think. Uh, I don't think so. I think one one party has to be married. It's breaking the oath of marriage. But anyway, look, uh, you're right about the you're, – look, people are going to do what they do. I know that. I mean, I, I uh, it's, you know, you're not going to get rid of premarital sex anytime soon, even though having – well, there is a great case to be made for avoiding it. Um, but people have to find that out for themselves. And usually it's just too late when they finally find it out. But I, I know what you're saying. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You sound, Pete, like you're not from Piscataway, to be honest. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. You sound like you're from the South, yeah, maybe. from Piscataway. Originally? No, from another town, but I moved to Piscataway. All right. I'm from a town near. Hey, guess what? Um, but there's no accountability and that's why we have the crime, the poverty, and everything now. It's bad. Uh, it's bad, but we've been here before, and we've come through it. We've come through it. 
We know we can manage these things. It is, we can come through this. I am convinced we have seen chaos and, hey, rent the movie The Warriors if you want to see how bad it can get and how bad it was. Uh, We can have safety and public order again, and uh, we can do a lot in the area of personal responsibility. All right, give me a moment, Peter. Thank you. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, did you hear about the football coach? They they fired him, I think, for praying on the 50-yard line during the football game. And they said, oh, you can't do that. That's a violation of church and state. Are you serious? Anyway, the Supreme Court, I think, uh, upheld his right to do that, and I think they're reinstating him, or they'll they'll so order a lower court. You can't pray at a football game. I think they're the the secular crowd got way carried away. We're going to meet this guy tonight on my Newsmax show. He's going to be on with me. Uh, let's see here. What time is he going to be on? Uh, ten o'clock, sometime in the ten o'clock hour, and he's going to be great. The coach, the coach. Who prays? I'm also going to have this uh, individual, Derek Evans. He had been sworn in as a Republican state delegate just a few weeks before the Capitol attack, and he was arrested and charged just after the January 6, 2021 attack. He pleaded guilty this March. He just got sentenced last week, and uh, yeah, he's a state lawmaker, and he will be joining me tonight uh, just before he goes to jail. Doesn't seem to me he didn't break anything. He didn't hurt anybody, but they made this a huge federal case. He had to get lawyers and they, oh, gosh. Yeah, that's something else you don't hear about. You don't hear about shotgun wedding. You also don't hear about someone's making a federal case out of this. You don't have to make it a federal case. Well, everybody does make it a federal case. So that's why it doesn't even stand out anymore as a thing. What else don't they say anymore? Federal case. Nobody says that guy's got a chip on his shoulder. You know why? Because everybody's got a chip on their shoulder. Uh, nobody says people watching anymore. Why? Because nobody people watches. They're just consumed with uh, one person, themselves, and their silly little phone, and they don't care to look at anybody. So uh, that's not a thing. So many phrases have just fallen away. And uh, whatever, you know, human behavior uh, changes. And I mean, there are all kinds of things. I don't know, blacksmithing terms and you know, farm terms we don't use anymore. And that's fine. Things change. All right. So in the last 90 seconds of this program, I will go to Phil, who's been on hold for a million years. Hi, Phil. How you doing, Greg? Semplify. Semplify. What's up? My my question for you is uh, with the elections coming up, the primary for uh, the governor and also uh, the midterms, uh, all mass media and uh, Bill Barr had said there was no evidence of mass fraud. So right off the bat, they're telling you there was fraud, but my question is: is how much fraud is okay? A couple million uh, votes, you know, ten percent, twenty percent. It's a great question. I mean, just a little fraud can do the trick. There were, I think, if forty-seven thousand votes in certain states had gone differently, uh, Trump would be the president. So, <laughs> I don't think they were going to let that happen. Uh, so, great question: what is uh, what is acceptable? And Bill Barr, forget about what he said after the election. Look at what he said before the election. Wolf, you're playing with fire. Remember that? And it was a matter of logic that if we're doing mass mail-in voting, it's susceptible to fraud as a matter of logic. You can look it up. He said it. Uh, Phil, I think I'm going to have to wrap it up. Real quick, where are you on uh, Long Island? I'm out uh, east end, North Fork. 
North Fork. What's it like? You go through there. It's almost like upstate New York, right? Uh, it used to be primarily all farm country. Now it's a lot of vineyards and uh, stuff like that. But it's getting built up just like the south side, the south fork. When is the last time you were in the city? Uh, probably about four years ago. Four years ago. Wow. Uh, I met somebody not too long ago who had not been into the city in 30 years. I found that interesting. But who needs it? Who needs it? Especially now. All right, Phil. Thank you. Mitch, I got to run. Pamela, I got to run. Mordecai, I got to run. I'll see you tonight on the Newsmax show at 10 o'clock. Yes, I hear these commercials are not mentioning. I don't really need the commercials. Everybody knows uh, Greg Kelly. He's got a show. It's on at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock Newsmax. Uh, That's 7 o'clock Pacific. 4 o'clock Hawaii. Uh, 3 in the morning if you're in London, England. And uh, go on from there. Thank you, everybody. Uh, It's still raining, right? No problem. I love it. I love it when it rains, especially on Mondays, strangely enough. Have a good one. Talk soon. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.